The advice and informational content does not necessarily represent the views of Mother's Market and Kitchen. Mother's recommends consulting your health professional for your personal medical condition. Hello, I'm Kimberly King, and welcome to the Mother's Market Radio Show, a show dedicated to the truth, beauty, and goodness of the human condition. On today's show, do you buy products that support fair trade? Not sure what fair trade is? Learn all about the benefits of buying fair trade and how to search out those products. Plus, later we'll tell you what's going on around town and what's new at Mother's Market. But first up, Lisa Bronner is a prolific writer, consumer advocate, and speaker on health and green lifestyle issues. She's the author of the blog Going Green with a Bronner Mom and granddaughter of Dr. Emmanuel Bronner, founder of Dr. Bronner's The Top Selling Brand of Natural Soaps in North America and the producer of Organic Body Care and Food Products. Additionally, she's a vocal proponent for GMO labeling, fair trade, and other issues Dr. Bronner supports to bring about social justice and environmental sustainability. And we welcome her to the Mother's Market Radio Show. Lisa, how are you? I'm well. Thank you, Kim. I'm glad to be here. It's nice to have you. Why don't you fill our audience in a little bit on your mission and your work before we get to today's show topic? I'd be happy to. So I hope I speak for the consumer on my blog. I aim to educate the consumer so that they could make more educated decisions when they're out in the market and to realize that with every dollar they're casting a vote. So as they're buying things, they're endorsing certain business practices and certain ways of life, as well as bringing certain ways of life into their own homes. So I try to educate them on what's going on behind the scenes in business and also educate them with the products that they're buying, realizing what labels mean, what they don't mean, understanding the ingredients, what's healthy, what's not. Excellent. Well, today we are talking about fair trade and sustainability. And so, Lisa, what is fair trade and why is it a good thing? Fair trade is an issue that has sort of gone beyond organic. Organic has been a wonderful movement that has help reassure customers when products are made without genetically modified ingredients, without most synthetic fertilizers and pesticides. It's been a great thing. But one area on which organic is silent is the issue of fair trade of labor. And labor is where fair trade comes in. So you can have products that are made organically but are still made in slummy conditions where workers are not treated fairly, they're not paid fairly, they're not guaranteed Um, good working conditions or fair labor practices at all. And so a fair trade certification and fair trade business practices helps to reassure customers that from the bottom up, the products are being made ethically, with compassion, that the supply chain from the very beginning of the growing of the ingredients is what they hope and perhaps always thought it was. And thank you for describing that because... um you know, we hear about it, but we just don't necessarily, not everybody knows. How does fair trade differ from organic? So fair trade uh, focuses on labor. It focuses on making sure, especially with our global supply chain, that the ingredients are raised with organic uh, practices, free of the nasties that we all hope they are, but also uh, with treating the workers fairly, that they're paid a living wage based on their area and that they're living in, or that they're working in safe and fair communities. And how is fair trade more than just another marketing gimmick? 
That is a wonderful question. And unfortunately, as fair trade becomes more well-known and people start looking for it, some companies are going to what we call fair wash their, their products, where they're going to have some sort of appearance or implication that they are fair trade and they're not. But fair trade truly is more than a marketing gimmick. It, as, as residents of the most, one of the most pop, wealthy countries in the world, we have a responsibility to make sure we're not taking advantage and exploiting people from other countries through our, our consumerism. And we, we are a huge consumer culture. And so we want people to know that when they're, buying, uh, when they're buying products that have come from around the world, that they have some reassurance that, that they're not endorsing child labor, they're not um, advocating for it by, by supporting companies that use child labor. Um, also companies that have fair hiring of men and women and across uh, racial and ethnic and religious boundaries, all of these things. This is really what fair trade is about. And so the fair balance as well on that. Um, yeah, you've mentioned all across the board. Uh, can you talk about what is fair washing? Fair washing, and the, the, we sort of base this term back on, well, still on the practice that is all too common that we call greenwashing. And greenwashing is making a product appear organic or somehow safer when it's not through perhaps using the word organic in a brand name even when it's not in a product name or making organic claims on a product when there is perhaps 1% or even less organic ingredients in the product. Um, greenwashing can also come into play when you put a product in a package that is brown or green or matte colored in some way that it makes it look like it's healthier when it is not. Fair washing is similar by using some sort of symbolism on the packaging that makes it look like it is um, supporting good labor practices when it is absolutely not. They're, they could argue, well, we didn't say anything, but they certainly are giving the implication. Also, making fair trade claims when, as I said, maybe a minute amount of the ingredients in the product are actually from fair trade sources, and most of the ingredients are not. That would be an example of fair washing. Hmm. Why do fair trade products cost more? Well, you are being more responsible with your buying choices and supporting better labor practices. There is a premium on top of that. That does require more money. But if you think about the fact that you're going to be paying the money somewhere, nothing comes from nothing. So if you're going to be skimpy on the front end by having um, poor labor practices, it's going to come around on the back end when you've got a humanitarian issue. So by pro providing... By having a premium up front, it's money that's being proactively spent, providing better communities, building better uh, working conditions for the um, employees. So, for example, when you have a fair trade product uh, or fair trade company, there's actually a fair trade premium account that is reserved for community benefit. And so it's not just money that's going in to help that particular product being produced, but actually help helping the employees' communities as well. One example is that Dr. Bronner's has a fair trade company that we uh, partly own in Sri Lanka that produces our fair trade coconut oil. And it's been there since 2006. And because of the fair trade practices and this fair trade account that we have, we've been able to do things such as provide 
much-needed equipment in, in medical clinics, provide plumbing and electricity in local schools, um, provide electricity to remote villages, clean up polluted water reservoirs for the rice farmers, things that don't directly impact the growing of coconuts or the production of coconut oil. But in building a stronger community and a better community, it results in a, in a better running factory since our employees are living in a better place. That's great. And I, I guess I have a question about, um, do all fair trade products have this community tie? Not necessarily. Not necessarily. And that's where you need to be looking more more wisely as a consumer in what the fair trade claims are and what the fair trade certification is. There are quite a few fair trade certifiers out there and some have more substantive claims than others. Also, since companies could use fair trade language without a certification and companies could actually use fair trade practices without a certification. So it's a combination of knowing your certifications and looking for them, but also knowing your companies. Because you could have really good companies, really ethical companies using sustainable business practices. They perhaps are too small to pursue certification. It is can be expensive. Um, but if you know them and you've investigated them, which sounds like a lot of work up front, but once you know people and you know companies, you can and hopefully trust them, uh, then you can be sure that their, their fair trade claims are valid. Who certifies and who regulates the fair trade? There are quite a few certifiers out there, and more and more every year as fair trade becomes more familiar to consumers. So there are ones run by the federal government, and there are ones run by independent and small and large. Uh, Dr. Bronner's is certified under one of the most stringent by IMO called Fair for Life, and it has very solid certification requirements, very in-depth, um, very rigorous uh, in, um, uh, in, not investigators, standards that come by, uh, people that come by and see what we're doing both uh, in the United States and, and throughout our supply chain. So there's about six or seven different ones. There's one specifically for small-scale farmers, and that's an excellent one because we want to make sure that the small-scale farmers aren't being wiped out or exploited by, by the larger corporations out there. Right. So what should a consumer look for if they want to buy legitimate fair trade products? Well, the two, the two certifications that I trust the most are the Fair for Life and EcoCert, which is another one that's pretty good. Those aren't, fair trade not being as popular as organic, those might be a little bit harder to find. But if you see those, it's pretty good out there. The ingredients, there are certain ingredients that, it's, it's coming to media attention that they have worse and worse uh, conditions in which they're produced. Um, chocolate sugar, or cocoa, sugar, and palm oil are three of the big ones. The issue with cocoa in particular is the employment of children in its, in its growth and, and manufacturing. And um, then there's been a ton of media attention over palm oil and the habitat destruction for primates in Indonesia and Malaysia. Uh, fair trade also certifies uh, the, the sustainability of the production so that it's not being uh, whatever it is is not being produced um, to the decimation of the earth. Hmm. 
Well, uh, what are some reliable resources for information about fair trade? One of the best websites to go to, in fact, I could get lost in it for hours with all the information out there, is the Fair World Project website, fairworldproject.org. And they have an excellent comparisons of the different certifications so you know what each one means. They have uh, issues that our consumers can be particularly paying attention to so they don't feel like they're just lost in a quagmire of mm -hmm. uncertainty. And they also have events to educate the consumer. Thank you for um, letting us know that because, yeah, this is information that um, obviously you're passionate about, but thank you for educating us and letting us know as well. There's uh, so much more ahead. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Looking for healthier snack options? Mother's Market sources organic and non-GMO small batch, high quality, great tasting nuts, dried fruits, snacks, and candy. The goal? To provide you the highest in quality snacks while also offering high nutritional value. Fan favorites include non-GMO peanut butter pretzel bites, organic dried mango slices, and organic dark chocolate peanut clusters. Stop into your local Mother's Market today to explore all the varieties and pick some up to try for yourself. Let's talk menstruation, perimenopause, menopause, and postmenopause. These shouldn't be taboo topics. They're the normal life phases we move through as women. And Solaray delivers support every step of the way with Her Life Stages. The first of its kind, comprehensive new supplement line offers doctor formulated solutions at each stage with clinically backed ingredients you can count on. Own the stage. Buy Solaray at Mother's Market today. And welcome back to the Mother's Market Radio Show. And we want to remind you that if you've missed any portion of today's show, you can find us on iTunes by searching Mother's Market or download the show from our website, mothersmarket.com. Click the link for radio and listen to the past shows. Plus, download our healthy recipes and money savings coupons, all available at mothersmarket.com. And now back to our interview with Lisa Bronner. And we're talking about the fair trade and sustainability and organics. And, and really, this is kind of a new area that you're really um, empowering, you're educating us about, Lisa. So do fair trade projects really make a difference to the people and communities that they're meant to benefit? They do. They do. And since we're talking about places all over the world, it can be a little harder to see, and you hope you're not just throwing your money away. But companies that legitimately want to show that they are fair trade and sustainably produced will be very transparent with their supply chain. If a company is not transparent with their supply chain, then that's a red flag right mm -hmm. there. So for example, Dr. Bronner's, my family's company, we decided to go fair trade in 2004 is when we made the statement that we would be seeking to go fair trade with all of our major ingredients, which are olive oil, coconut oil, and palm oil and peppermint oil. And so we were able to find fair trade sources of, of excuse me, of olive oil out of this beautiful um, Palestinian organization that employs or brings in olives from farmers that are both Arab and Israeli. It's just a wonderful reconciliation program as well. Uh, however, coconut oil, which is our second biggest ingredient, there was no fair trade source. So we had this desire to go fair trade and we just couldn't. And so in a, in a happy meeting of, of, of uh, circumstances coming out of a great tragedy with the 2000, the tsunami that hit uh, the Indian Ocean in uh, uh, late 2004, it 
brought a lot of national attention to areas that weren't very well known. And one of those was Sri Lanka. Sri Lanka had a massive death toll. Over over 30,000 people died in, in a, a tiny island uh, during the tsunami. And with the international relief that came in, uh, somebody that worked with us happened to be there and said, there is an untapped resource of coconuts here that don't have a market. And so we actually founded a sister company there called Surendapal that um, established a fair trade coconut mill in uh, Kaliapatiya, Sri Lanka, hmm. an area called the Coconut Triangle. So that got off the ground in 2006. And since then, as far as the benefit to the community goes, we've... Uh, we now buy coconuts from 1,200 small family farmers. We employ 300 people there in safe, clean, fair working conditions. Farmers are guaranteed a fair price uh, for their nuts. And the fair trade premium and the community benefit fund has just done marvelous things for the area there. I had the opportunity to go visit Sri Lanka two summers ago and see it for myself. And it was just a beacon in the area where there's a lot of um, a makeshift housing and um, the things that aren't terribly permanent. The Surendapal facility is beautiful and uses sustainable building materials. It is um, welcoming to the community. It has the, you know, reaching out to any farmers that would like to, um, to sell their coconuts at uh, post the price, very fair price. But it also does a lot of education, which is wonderful. A lot of education on organic and sustainable growing practices. It supplied, it set up an organic composting operation that just brings everything full circle where the parts of the coconut that we don't use for the oil, such as the husks, are... Um, put into the composting facility along with uh, chicken manure from local um, farms and uh, um, landscape or vegetation that's pulled out of contaminated reservoirs. And we have this organic composting facility that then feeds uh, the coconut trees of our farmers. That organization or that fair trade fund is also supplying vocational training for girls that are in a foster care home. It bought them um, 20 industrial sewing machines and pays the salary of an instructor so that these girls are taught a, um, an occupation for when they age out of the system. And you can just see how much benefit it has given. So we have been able to put, uh, over the past uh, 10 years of, of Surendapal's operation, $1.2 million into the communities uh, around Kaliapatiya. It also provides all school supplies, shoes, uh, and uniforms for the children of the employees to make sure that they are able to get the education that they need. Um, as well as the individual employees can apply for grants for home improvement projects, if things like if they need to put in indoor plumbing or dig a well or provide electricity for their homes. And these things are actually happening. And because we want consumers, our, our consumers to be able to see this, we just released this month a documentary mm. called Coconut Rock, and it's on our website. It's just eight minutes long, but you get to see Surendapal and hear from the people who are running it and the people who are working there and hear some great individual stories of people who have benefited from um, the operation there, benefiting through business, business making a positive difference in the 
area. I'm so happy that you you were telling me now about this documentary because that is so worthy of that. After all of the the benefits of just the fruits of such a tragedy of that tsunami, and and look at how. Uh, just by you going over there and educating what you can provide um, for the, such a positive. Um, there could be so many negatives that have come th through that, but um, thank you for doing that. Um, wow. Um, so, yeah, we'll check that out, Coconut Rock. Uh, what does sustainable or sustain sustain sustainability source mean when it comes to consumer products? So sustainable refers to the impact that a product has on the environment in in which it's grown or raised. So something that's sustainably sourced means that it doesn't deplete the environment, it amends it. So whether we're talking the soil itself, is it something that's raised in a monoculture where the same crop is planted over and over and over, depleting the soil of the nutrients that that crop needs? Or is it a crop crops that are planted sustainably with crop rotation and letting fields rest and amending the soil with organic compost rather than polluting it with synthetic fertilizers and pesticides. It will also refer to things such as, is it destroying the habitat? For example, with palm oil, as I mentioned, it there are many unsustainable um, productions out there where they are clear-cutting a habitat specifically of orangutans to plant the palm trees and then eventually we're going to run out of uh, rainforest to to clear for that and this is in the area um, usually in Malaysia and Indonesia where most palm oil comes from and specifically with this issue of palm oil there's been so much media attention on how unsustainably it's being raised that the tendency I've heard among consumers, especially those who write in to Dr. Bronner's, is that palm oil is evil and there's no possible way to use it or to produce it sustainably, so nobody should use it in food or in consumer products. Well, that's not the case. That is people being too pessimistic uh, and not realizing that there are good ways to do these things. So Dr. Bronner started a fair trade, sustainable palm oil production in Ghana where there is no um, orangutan habitat, and they call, we call that Surrenda Palm, it's in Ghana, it's a beautiful operation that is raising palm trees and, and manufacturing palm oil that we use in our soaps in a way that is, um, once again, creating a stronger community, benefiting the, the employees, and uh, using sustainable farming practices, educating people. And so there, with our fair trade work, we've been able to supply um, bed nets to stop the spread of malaria in the community. And we also actually uh, were able to build a maternity ward on their local hospital there. And those are wonderful community benefits, but back to the sustainable aspect of it. It's also teaching the farmers to use the palm trees there and to, um, to nurture them and, and uh, strengthen them in ways that are benefiting the soil and the environment rather than depleting it. Wow. I love that you don't just come in and do one thing. You do several things, and it just keeps giving, you know. Everything affects everything. It's mm -hmm. all a giant web. You can't just say, well, all we do is this. No, it has reverberations. Yes, right. 
with the ingredients that should, um, I guess, with what ingredients should consumers be most concerned about when it comes to sustainability? Well, palm oil really is the big one because most of the palm oil, palm oil out there is not sustainably produced. It is produced through clear-cutting uh, natural habitat. And so, um, unfortunately, even some of the certifications out there for palm oil aren't that great. Um, you really have to look into the product and look into where it's being sourced. And I know that means a little bit more homework. Mm -hmm. But we want to be educated consumers and we want to be voting wisely with our dollars. So, so looking in, you know, taking an afternoon and looking into a few brands and deciding who's doing things well and who's not and where am I going to vote with my money. And what about sustainable food production, and how is it conventional agriculture? Is it currently unsustainable? Conventional agriculture is horribly unsustainable, mm -hmm. and eventually this is going to come back and haunt us. It is already haunting us. Mm -hmm. I already mentioned the issue of monoculture. This is what's happening in the heartland of America right now, where we have monoculture, and it is killing, it is killing our soil. We are raising single crops over and over, corn and soy being the main ones. And this is not how farming is supposed to be done. The farming is supposed to be done through crop rotation, through knowing the um, interdependence of plants and animals, um, knowing the value of, of resting the soil and the value of using um, organic amendments to the soil as well. The situation we have now is that there's so, um, there's so much uh, bad things being sprayed onto our crops that the runoff into our, our water systems is creating these dead zones in, in, the, in the rivers and in the deltas. Um, the Mississippi River Delta is, is a dead zone because there's so much junk coming down off of the, farm, the, the, the farmlands of America there. We have the issue where there's so much, many things fed to our cattle, so many uh, antibiotics and growth hormones that their manure is unusable than for the crops. And there used to be this beautiful cycle where the, mm. the cattle ate, ate the corn, or I'm sorry, the cattle ate the grass, and then the manure was used to fertilize uh, the fields, and it was a cycle. But now their uh, manure is so toxic that the farmers don't even want it. Oh, isn't that a shame? So does sustainable food source mean healthier food for the consumer? You just kind of described that chain. Mm -hmm. but Or is it merely an environmental consideration? Well, it's both. Because what will be good for the environment, which is organic, um, organic fertilizers and um, soil amendments, those are the things that uh, are good for the food as well. We're not going to end up with odd things in our food. We're not going to end up with antibiotics and with growth hormones and with synthetic petrochemical fertilizers in the food. So we have to remember that we, uh, as humans, are part of the environment as well. And generally what benefits the environment benefits the humans as well. Healthier food, uh, healthier cattle means healthier food for us and healthier uh, crops, even um, all, all throughout the food supply. It it's interdependent. Yeah, and that change just continues if we can turn things around uh, in the end. This has been so interesting and so fascinating, and I really appreciate you stopping by today to enlighten us all, and hopefully we can turn it around. 
the, the more we get this information out. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you so much for having me. I've enjoyed it. Thank you. And uh, some great advice. We really appreciate your knowledge, and we look forward to having you on again. But in the meantime, you can get more information on Lisa, and the website is drbronner.com. It's B-R-O-N-N-E-R, by the way. But we look forward to your next visit. Thank you so much, Kim. Thanks for listening to the Mother's Market Radio Show and for shopping at Mother's Market. The advice and informational content does not necessarily represent the views of Mother's Market and Kitchen. Mother's recommends consulting your health professional for your personal medical condition.